This is Steve Goodrich, known on the trail as Bird Shooter, and this is N2 Backpacking, a podcast for both hikers and backpackers. Hey backpackers, Bird Shooter here. And tonight we break from the typical format to take a look back at 10 years of podcasting since the N2 Backpacking Podcast launched a decade ago this spring. Therm Ryder joins me in the studio this evening to talk about some of the original backpacking podcasters, the evolution of backpacking shows these last 10 years, and the origins of the N2 Backpacking Podcast and some of our favorites. We also take a moment to project forward on how both uh, podcasting and backpacking may evolve over the next 10 years and discuss specifically how some things may change here in the Southeast. This is episode 88. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Bird Shooter. I'd like to welcome Therm Rider to the show this evening. He's been a frequent flyer to the podcast that's participated in a number of episodes, and he is here tonight on the 10th anniversary of the show to take a look back at the podcast since it first launched in April 2011. Therm Rider, great to have you in the studio tonight. Ah, it's great to be here, Steve. Uh, Bird Shooter? Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. They're, they're, they, they go together. Yes, um, you know, the first question I have for you, Therm Rider, do you, do you know when we took our first backpacking trip together? Uh, that was a while back. Um, let me, uh, can I, let me think about the location first. Uh, South Carolina. You're close. It was North Carolina. North Carolina. Uh, on a river. It was on a river. Uh, Panther Town. Good call. It was Panther Town. It was uh, March of 2007. You remember the sandbar pool? Um, we had a couple dogs. We actually camped on the sand, had a fire there, and uh, that's and, and I uh, caught a little uh, brownie. Yeah, there. I'm sure you did. The fishing's very good in Panther Town. Well, good call. It, it was about this big though. <laughs> I'm actually surprised you were able to pick that out because that was uh, that was a number of years ago. So well done in that in that regard. Yep. The weird thing is, though, is that beach is no longer there. I mean, it's there, but it's not nearly as good as it was when we were there last. So. Yeah, it, uh, it kind of comes and goes with the flow of the river. But, so. um, but yeah, yeah, great. I, I didn't think you would remember that. Um, that was a long time ago. You want to take a wild guess on how many trips we've done together? Because I can actually tell you. <laughs> I know there's no way you're going to know. but <laughs> Since 2007? Yeah. Um, it's, it's a, let me just give you a hint. It's a big number. Is it a big number? Yeah. Uh, uh, my guess is 35. Uh, you know, that's, that's a good guess. It's, it's actually a lot higher than that. You want to take one more? Cause it's, it is significantly higher. So warm, but to warmer. Uh, okay. You got to go up 55. You're right on it. It was 52. We've done 52 trips together. Wow. Yeah. And counting. Cause I'm pretty sure we're not done. Wow. That's, yeah. that's a lot. I hope we're not done anyway. Yeah, that that's a lot, and that's since two thousand seven. So that you know, eh, not a, not bad. Not bad. Say not bad for weekend warriors. No, not bad. And Thermrider, I went through the entire Into Backpacking podcast series, and do you want to take a guess at how many shows you've participated in <laughs> over ten years? Uh, Twenty. 
Uh, it's less, actually. It's it's half that. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to have you guess again, but you actually have been in nine. This would be your tenth. Well, I mean, they're so long, you know. It's like each show is like two. <laughs> you can tell you really enjoy them. That's because we're usually sitting around a campfire somewhere. But, no, but, th- you know. th- those are a lot more fun than being in the studio. I would agree, but the sound quality is so much better here. Yeah, and you don't burn your equipment. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> but that, that is 10% almost of the series, so you get, you get some ups on that one. Um, do you recall the first podcast that you were in? Uh, was it up at Lake Burton? That came later. This came actually, later. Uh, I mean, this will pretty much clue you in, but this this was episode 10, and it came after a venture that we did into the um, wilderness of Maine. Oh, really? The Crockers. That was the first one? That was the first one you did, actually. Oh, wow. And you had one of my favorite quotes from any podcast that I've ever had, because we'd been rained on all day, and you want to remember what you said to me? I do remember what I said to you, because uh, I remember you laughing and thinking it was really funny. I said, uh, you asked me... Uh, what do you think of Maine? I said, it's like hiking through a waterfall. Yes, I love it. I love that video. I still have it. So well done in that regard. So Thermrider, do you want to take a guess at my most favorite podcast that we've done with you as a participant? Uh, most likely Rookie Mistakes. Uh, good guess, because I think you were on all three episodes. But um, my personal favorite, where I thought you were at your peak, was Backpacker Feud. <laughs> well, actually, it, that was... Uh, my favorite to listen to after it had been recorded uh, just because of all the editing and the sounds from family feud made, I mean, it made it very enjoyable to listen to. There, there was some editing there. I think your wife heard that too. Did she have any comments about that episode? Well, that was the, actually the first podcast she'd listened to because she was asked, she asked me about it. She'd never listened to any of your podcasts before. And I said, Oh, this was this one you need to listen to because you'll enjoy the editing. Cause she listens to a lot of, podcast but most of them do not have all the uh editing that you do okay the professional that you are oh uh, i wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but uh no it's um so she she thought it was hysterical and re- and, and <laughs> laughed and she said can i listen to more and i said no nah, i don't think you want to because it might get me in trouble so yeah well, those are all bonus cuts the ones that get you in trouble are bonus cuts so and that actually turned into a bonus cut we're going to talk about that here in a minute but i'll we'll leave it we'll leave it at that for now cool um is there a favorite that you have? I mean, you mentioned rookie mistakes earlier. Is that is that is that your go-to for me or of your podcast that you do? No, well, actually, that'd be interesting to hear both. Let's while we're on my podcast for a second, give me your favorite on mine, and then then otherwise. Um, I think it was the uh, what what is it the uh, Pacific Northwest Trail? Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that. Uh, just hearing about that because that's something I have not hiked. Yeah. And so I think just the information I picked up and how different it is yeah. and how difficult it is compared yeah. to Georgia True. where there's water everywhere. Uh, I found that very interesting. You know, I'm glad you said that because we actually have a clip that I'm going to play about the Pacific Northwest Trail later. Uh, and we'll get, we'll, we'll get to that at some point. But what about, you know, just podcasts in general? It sounds like you listen to, obviously, you're a podcast listener. I am a podcast listener. Um, pretty much anything where um, Roger gets heated is, <laughs> is, you know, it's it's always in my my top three. <laughs> Just to hear him get worked up. But I mean, outside of the N two backpacking podcast, <laughs> oh. is there one that you like? Well, I listen to a lot. I mean, outside of that, I I listen to a lot of. I'm a Georgia football fan, so I listen to a lot of podcasts regarding football, uh, college football, not professional football, college football. 
Southeast Conference only. So there you go. Okay, that says it all. And by the way, it's easy to get the camel, aka Roger, fired up. So that doesn't take too much. Yes, um, but it, and it, it sure is fun. Yes, it, it absolutely <laughs> is. I will say that one of my personal favorites was the episode forty-four we did. It was in the Black Hills when we were in South Dakota. The good, bad, and the ugly. Oh yeah. Um, that that to me just we had a an awesome backcountry scene. Um, uh, it was a great day. We had great weather. You know, we were, that was just, that was for me a very fun one to record. So just to throw it out there, you were there. You mm-hmm. participated in that. The uh, listeners can go back and hear that one. But th- just the amount of wildlife we saw on that trail, yeah, that, that was crazy. Yeah, did I ever show you the picture of the like the 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 smackdown between the rattlesnake and the? It looked like some kind of uh, what are those animals that attack snakes? Um, it was. I remember. Um, uh, what was it? It's that I remember, I'm thinking of the children's uh, yes. comet rikitiki. Yes, yes, exactly. Like, I can't think of the name of that uh, that animal that attacks snakes, but it looked like a death match between the snake and the uh, uh, whatever the rikitiki tabby yeah, character it, was. Like uh, they're both dead. They obviously had fought each other. They're laying right next to each other. That was kind of trippy. A mongoose, maybe? Yes, mongoose. That's it. Good okay, that, that's what it. I was. Th- yeah. I remember it's not something native to Georgia. So. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's a reason we didn't have that coming off our tongue. It didn't roll right up. Um, Thermrider, I do want to call out that as a 10, 10th anniversary gift, I'm about to give the listeners the entire series. Well, you know, historically, the entire series has not been available through the feed. You had to come to the website, but uh, I'm about to release that. I've got five more to put out there. I've been doing some remixing, so they're coming. So just so you know. That's your 10th anniversary gift there, Thermrider. For free? <laughs> yes, for free. <laughs> wow. Yeah, how about that? No, I, I enjoy it. Actually, I stream a lot of your podcasts for free uh, because I uh, listen to iHeartRadio and uh, Amazon Prime, and it pulls them in. Yeah. so That's a recent thing, and that's also something we can talk about later. Yeah. So, But uh, anyway, so great to have you here, Thermrider. Um, you've been a big part of the series, and... Uh, you know, appreciate you coming for the 10th. Well, thanks for the invite. Absolutely. Always happy to be here. Where did you uh, get the idea for the Into Backpacking podcast? Uh, so that's a good question, actually, Thermrider. So there was a friend of mine named John Zed. He, uh, I did some backpacking with him in the early 2000s, so he gets credit for the suggestion. But back in uh, 2008, um, he was one of the first people that I knew that was actually putting podcasts out. And he was doing some um, shows related to home renovations. Uh, so he, he's a real real estate guy. I did a lot of uh, building, too. But uh, he suggested that I take a microphone into the wilderness and do interviews by the campfire. And I like that idea. I thought it'd be really cool to capture like some of the conversations we've had around the campfire late at night. Uh, you know, obviously, maybe with some editing and with some bonus shows in there. <laughs> But uh, that, that's kind of where the idea came from, and um, a little tough, though, when you're three to six miles deep in the woods. I mean, you don't have the studio equipment that we have here, uh, so it wasn't particularly easy to get some of the backcountry recordings, and I've definitely heard that you know, from some of the listeners about having people mic'd. You got four or five people around a fire, hard to get everybody mic'd in, um, but at the same time, I'm really glad I have those, so... Um, that's kind of where the whole concept came from, actually. Uh, so, uh, was, was it your first venture into broadcasting or had you done it before? 
No, I actually worked as a DJ in three different radio stations in college. Spent a lot of time uh, learning how to work the mics, uh, you know, the inbound phone lines, the music, the audio mixing. Uh, eventually ended up managing one of the college radio stations. And, um, I mean, you, you probably liked your college radio music back in the day. The Cure, R.E.M., The Smiths, The Connells. I mean, you had a favorite back in the day? Well, come on. I, going to UGA? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, every every station we listened to was local. I mean, uh, it, it, well, of course, I graduated in 96. So, uh, basically, the... Uh, the stations that I picked up at UGA were basically only college radio. Yeah. You know, we, the, you don't, we didn't have the towers, you know, that you have now. So yeah, you guys had, I mean, to this day, they still have very legit, like music scene in Athens, Georgia, and also, uh, um, great bands that have come out there. I mean, widespread was probably in their heyday back then. Right. It was. I, I remember, uh, the first 20 shows I saw were free. Yeah, awesome. REM, I paid $5 to see. <laughs> so. yeah, and they would also come to campus, too, I've heard, and do guest kind of just they'd come as another band's they, name, right? They would pretend to be somebody else. They would play at the 40 Watt Club, and they would change their name every time. But uh, That's awesome. there was always a signal that you, it, that people that were fans could, that would trigger because mm-hmm. they would use certain names and just change them a little bit. Uh, and uh, so, if you were a true fan, you would you would learn it that they were going to be there. Yeah, that, it, was, it was so it was REM, B fifty twos, Darius Rucker, uh, Kinchifuni Cowboys, Underwaterfall. I mean, all those uh, widespread, all those guys we saw on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. The so. other band that came out of Athens that was sort of obscure that I'm shocked they didn't go bigger was Dream So Real because they, they were awesome. And nobody seems to know them, but they were really, really good. They got picked up by, I think, Arista as the recording label, but uh, uh, for whatever reason, it just didn't happen. Not not to take a wild tangent here, but you were blessed to be in a uh, very music-oriented college town with good college radio, and congrats. But that, that, to answer your question... You ask about broadcasting, so and and good football. Let's let's not let's not deviate <laughs> from the football as well. Yeah, you cannot argue with that. I'll give you that all day long, <laughs> for sure. So, uh, when did you decide to enter podcasting? Uh, was it planned, or is it just something that you started on a whim and it kind of grew over time? Yeah, you know, in early 2011, I was listening to podcasts pretty regularly. Um, you know, I kind of found this sort of on-demand radio network kind of interesting, having worked in college radio, but uh, there were only a few backpacking podcasts at the time, and um, I guess I kind of sort of got my got my wheels turning, so to speak. Interesting. Who were the original podcasters that uh, you listened to that got you into it? Uh, you the original OPP, so to speak, that, uh, you know, you wanted to... Either imitate or a best. Are you sure OPP is original podcaster? You know me. <laughs> Does this sound? <laughs> doesn't it stand for something else? I'm pretty sure it doesn't. I think it's original podcasting podcaster. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. There was actually a guy named Robert T. Butler. He did a show called Trailcast in the mid 2000s, and he was uh, he was one of the first podcasters that I listened to, and he had some great interviews, but. Um, Two others from that era, Practical Backpacking, uh, they started before me. There was another one called All Who Wander, who uh, started just before me, but they um, 
they're not recording these days. I mean, it is a lot of work. I totally understand why. Um, the trail show started two years after me, and they're still going. There's another show called the Pox and Puss Podcast, which, you know, they still put out some shows from time to time. But uh, I think those were the original podcasters, or the OPPs, as you call them. OPP! I think, really, it's OP, but, you know. Oh, works. that's okay. <laughs> Have you ever heard any of those shows, by the way? Uh, I've heard uh, just randomly, because what I typically do, I listen to your podcast, but then for other hiking podcasts, I kind of just set my... I'm, I'm so lazy. I uh, use iHeartRadio religiously, and I'll just put it on random, and I'll select the genre, mm. and, and I'll just pull it in. And that way, I'm I'm hearing, like, w- without me having to uh, stop, pull over, because it's always in the car that I'm listening to it. Uh, I just put it on random, and so I randomly select, and I hear things from, you know, all all different parts of the country, which is fascinating to me. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, so, any others you like? I mean, maybe we, we should probably give some uh, ups to some other uh, shows. I don't know. I mean, who are you listening to now? You know, I'm always interested in the entire topic, so I, I bounce between anybody that's doing a podcast on hiking and backpacking. I'm always listening. Uh, Outside Magazine and Backpacker Magazine have kind of entered the foray lately. That's been interesting. They're not always talking specifically, especially outside, about backpacking. But, uh, you know, the major magazines are getting in it. So um, I bounce around to answer your question. Interesting. Yeah, because for me, I don't always know the feed that it's pulling from. I just I listen to the podcast, and I'm horrible with names, so I can't throw out names because I'll hear it, and I'll hear about you know, the different trails. And so I remember the trail names, but I don't remember, you know, who was conducting the podcast. Yeah. For you, it's the topic, right? You're interested in the specific topic. It's the topic. It's the region where they're describing, you know, what the hike was like, what they ran into, how they prepared for it. Uh, it basically the good, the bad and the ugly of every trail. Right. Man, so, I gotcha. uh, so. That sounds like an into backpacking episode that we did in the Black Hills. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, who's podcasting now? Ah, Thermrider. A lot more people. Uh, you kind of were alluding to this earlier, but uh, yeah, back 10 years ago, maybe there were three of us that were really focused on backpacking. Um, you know, now there's probably about 15 podcasts that uh, are on the topic uh, at least in terms of, you know, if you do a quick look on iTunes. But um, a number of the most popular podcasts kind of blew by me in episodes and ratings. I think the key to this whole thing is you just got to put a lot of shows out. You got to do it very consistently, preferably each week. And that's a pretty big commitment. It's a lot of work. So, um, But those are the ones that uh, are, are certainly getting the most traction these days. But content's important. You got to have a good subject. I think it's also to have... Uh, it's important to have you know, you know good sound quality. I mean, that's critical, especially now. Ten years ago, you might get people to cut you a break, but today, you better have good sound quality for sure. Is it difficult to be picked up by different channels? Like, obviously, you pull, you get pulled in through iHeartRadio, and I also listen to Amazon Music, and I, I pulled those podcasts down. Um, I've also picked you up through Samsung. Really? You didn't know that one. Yeah. And so, and you mentioned iTunes, right? I didn't even know iTunes existed anymore because I'm not an Apple guy. I didn't even know that platform was still available. But um, do generally, are they looking for content and they you, they pull it in? 
or do you have to pay or pay royalties to get pulled in? No, they. Um, if you have a feed, mm-hmm. they just want content on their network, so they're going to grab your feed and pull it in. There is no cost to it, but you have to have a feed, and sometimes you have to actually go out and submit your feed, or they won't pick you up. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So why did you decide to start doing a backpacking p- podcast? What was the reason or the moment you decided I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit to doing this, spend this amount of time on it. Yeah. Cause I know it's time consuming. It, it is. Um, you know, honestly, I think, I think what drove me was just, uh, you know, sitting around the, um, campfire and thinking about how much, uh, I enjoyed the conversation and, and, uh, wanted to capture it. I think that's how it all started. And also I kind of alluded to this before, but my friend, John, who, had made the suggestion, had kind of planted the seed, and it just kept kind of, I guess, growing uh, over time. So that's kind of how it all started, I guess. Well, I appreciate that you do it because I can always go back and listen to things, listen to podcasts and remember things I had forgotten. And then when you listen to it, it's, I, rem- I actually remember the exact spot where we were, what we were doing at the time. and uh, It all comes so back to you, it, doesn't it? It's amazing. Yeah, it does you know? come back to you. It's kind of like old photos, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah. It, there's triggers to your memory, right? Totally. So, Absolutely. So it's, uh, yeah, so it's a great way to uh, memorialize it. So the people that you interview, do they uh, typically listen to uh, backpacking podcasts, have you found? Uh, you know, I'm sure they go back and listen to the interview of themselves because I think people are always curious. And a lot of people really hate hearing themselves on recording right you sound different recorded than you do the way you hear it in your head i mean for obvious reasons but um i I think uh i think there's a lot of people that get interviewed for a backpacking podcast they never listen to backpacking podcasts interesting yeah so uh who do you think uh, is listening to your shows typically you know i'm just guessing i mean based on the comments i get i think it's a mix I think you get some people that are just curious about hiking and backpacking. They don't really do it. They just want to learn more. I think you get some that have a ton of experience that uh, they're interested in a specific topic or a, a person um, that they want to hear, you know, just what they have to say. So uh, I think it depends. I mean, I think sometimes people just want to be entertained. Yeah. I, uh, For example, back backpacking feud. Right. <laughs> for, yeah, Your for, wife. Yeah, for me, I uh, it's funny that you say that because for me, I I listen it for entertainment only. Um, you know, if I'm going to go on a hike, I obviously do research, and uh, thankfully, you know, we go together, and you do a lot of the uh, research, and when we hike together. But uh, you know, if I'm going alone or if I'm going uh, with a different group, typically I I need to know exactly what we're doing, you know, how to pack, check the weather, every, you know, everything that goes into it. And, um, so I don't look to a podcast for that. Um, I'd strictly use it for entertainment and information about other people's experiences and why they do it, you know? Yeah. I I think it's a variety of reasons, but you know, I think to think that the only people listening are the ones that are super hardcore hiking and backpacking oriented. It's not the case. I think you got a lot of curiosity out there, you know, that'd be my guess. Interesting. <laughs> well, hopefully we're selling them on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully they're entertained, too. I, I, actually, hopefully we're not selling them on it, so there will be less people on the trail. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a problem, too. That's a whole other discussion. I know. It's starting to get a little crowded in Georgia. you gotta, yeah, you got to find the spots no one knows about. I mean, so. as Atlanta grows, 
so do the number of people in the backcountry around here. Yeah. So uh, when, when do you think they listen? Have you tracked, like, uh, when your podcasts are streaming, like, uh, whether they're at home, in the car, at work, mostly at work, and, you know, just uh, not paying attention to their Zoom meeting? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, based on what I've seen in the statistics, uh, there's always a lot of downloads on Tuesday and Wednesday. So, um, and I see a lot of comments about people that are on their way to work that, you know, just comment about the fact they commute a lot. So I think you get a lot of listeners that commute. Now, we haven't really had a big commuting situation the last two years, right. which has been interesting. So I wonder if that'll change in terms of downloads over the next two. But, um, I mean, I don't know how you are. I mainly listen on long drives. So if I'm on a three to five hour drive, that's a great time to do a podcast. Keeps me awake keeps me focused and maybe it's the same thing for a commuter i i you know i don't commute i haven't for probably 15 years so but yeah i agree because i found like on uh long distance driving uh typically if i'm listening to music you know you're not engaged and you start to get sleepy yeah you get a uh, a podcast where it stim- simulates your thinking yeah I agree. and totally. it burns the time faster totally and you're getting information, and so to me, that's a lot more enjoyable. You just have to have a quiet car, not like my typical car with my two kids in the backseat. So, <laughs> well, I, I was just thinking about that, right? I mean, you know, I, I, my kids are a little older than yours, but you've got right. two young girls. I mean, when they're making a ton of noise and watching their videos or whatever, what a great time to pop in a podcast. That's when the earbuds go in. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I got you. All right, so uh, Bird Shitter, let's talk about the uh, Into Backpacking for a minute. Um, who was on your first podcast? Uh, so the first podcast, you know, it's funny you should say that because I just interviewed Glenn and Susan um, mm-hmm. about the initial uh, interview, which was 10 years ago. Episode one was on the John Muir Trail. They had just finished the John Muir Trail, and I uh, had him back because I thought it'd be cool to catch up with him 10 years later to the day, right? You know? Right. So they just came back. Um, and, and by the way, Thermrider, that's a trail you and I need to do. You can knock that out in like three weeks. Let's you think, do it. You, you think the missus, which would be yours and mine, would, uh, would, would uh, you know, be cool if we just sort of checked out for three? I mean, maybe they'd go with us. I don't know. Uh, that might we may have to put that on the fiftieth and fiftieth birthday uh, card maybe. Oh yeah, it's coming up for you. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to go out to the West Coast for that. Okay. Yeah, so, th- so I'm a little shorter. Uh, but you want high Sierras? What I'm hearing. I'm pretty sure three weeks is going to be a hard sell, a- unless there's wine country that we're uh, picking up the wives at some point along the way. You know, coming in and out. Yeah. <laughs> so they're along those lines where. We're roping them in for uh, parts of it. So my wife was much more interested in backpacking in her early years, but uh, you know, as the years have caught up with us, uh, maybe less so. My wife was never into backpacking. <laughs> um, she was very into scuba diving, which oh, okay. was great, and I enjoy that as well. And uh, her comment to me today is, "You know, it's just too much work. I'd rather uh, sit on the beach, read a book." So. There you go. We're getting older. My, my wife loves scuba diving, by the way. She, well, that, that's one of her favorite sports. Well, th- I guess we need to get out and va- on a vacation together, and uh, you and Lori can sit on the beach, read books, drink drink beer, <laughs> whatnot, and uh, your wife and I will go diving. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good, man. She she would love that, actually. She's, she actually likes to hike. I don't think she just wants to wake up in the morning and 
be in the middle of nowhere like she used to. She used to be more happy about that. Yeah, Lori, uh, my wife is more into uh, day hiking, you know, and it's the tent. I can tell you, it, it's the tent and sleeping in the tent. That's not that's no bueno. Mm, you gotcha. You've been podcasting since April 2011. So over that 10-year period, uh, do you have a favorite show? You asked me what my favorite show is. What's your favorite show? That's a fair question. That's a tough one. You know, I guess it depends on how you define favorite. Um, favorite to research, favorite to interview, favorite to record. Uh, let's see. Favorite to uh, edit. In other words, what, which one did you have the most fun listening to over again and editing? You know, the biggest editing nightmare ever was at Black Hills, South Dakota. Good, bad, and ugly. That was for sure the, the biggest <laughs> nightmare. I don't know if it was my favorite to edit. Certainly not. Uh, so uh, who, who was your favorite person to interview? Uh, let's see. I would say, you know, probably my favorite person to interview was um, – Pulitzer Prize nominated Ben Montgomery in uh, episode 31. He um, at the time was working at the Tampa Bay Times and he wrote a book about Grandma Gatewood. Do you know Grandma Gatewood? I don't. Are you you're not familiar? Nope, not familiar. So she hiked the Appalachian Trail multiple times. <gasps> okay, now I now I remember. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we we actually talked about this before. Yeah. And so. she was 67 um, when she sold it for the first time. So there, there was, I think, another woman that, that was in, with another person that had hiked it before her, but she was the first to solo. So this was in, like, 1955. At the time, Thermrider, this is going to blow you away, she had 11 children, 23 grandchildren, and had overcome some pretty serious financial hardships and also domestic abuse and through Hike the Trail. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it'd be tough at my age to do that. <laughs> I think it's tough at anybody's age. Wow. Um, you you want to you hear a clip? I actually made some clips going into this just to kind of throw them at you, which you've never heard before, or maybe you have, but probably not. Um, just to hear about Ben talking about Grandma Gatewood. It's actually kind of cool. Let's do it. All right. This is... Um, this is when she was in her final miles in Maine. She had failed the previous year, made it pretty far, almost got there, but didn't quite make it, and was getting a bunch of grief from some of the rangers about why she should even be out there. Wow. And she kind of used that as motivation and came back and finished the next year. So this is the clip. You ready? I'm ready. Here it comes. Yeah, she was in a bad way. She got lost uh, and... And like you said, broke her glasses and kind of laid down to die at one point. I mean, she was she was, <laughs> didn't know how she was going to get out of this situation. She had seen a plane uh, come low overhead, a search plane, and she tried to wave it down. Didn't feel like anybody saw her. And eventually decided to give it one more shot and found her way back to the trail and hiked back up. And when she uh, approached these rangers in, in Maine, um, they were playing horseshoes. And she said, y'all been looking for me. And, uh, and they said, this is no place for a woman of your age. You need to go home. And she felt defeated, um, but uh, the next year decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do this. And so that return uh, to, uh, I believe it was Rainbow Lake, uh, that, that return for her when she met those same rangers at the, at the very end, I think was a, um, a moment of 
real triumph. You know, she was able to say, well, I've come from Georgia and uh, you guys didn't think I could do it. And here I am. Redemption. Yeah, they actually gave her the same cabin, right? The same cabin she was in the year before. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, is that not incredible? Uh, that was just amazing. I mean, the, just the strength of Will alone, incredible. Yeah, yeah, she was a tough woman. Fan, fantastic book. If, if none of the listeners have uh, read it, it's it's a great read, especially if you're interested in the Appalachian Trail, but, yeah, I mean, just in terms of inspiration in general. So uh, have you ever ter- been turned down for an interview? Yeah, definitely. Although sometimes you don't necessarily hear back on a request, but um, – other times you do get a response, and there's a variety of reasons that you know people don't want to be on the show. For instance, I you know I wanted, really wanted to get this guy Wingfoot. Are, have you ever heard of Wingfoot before, Dan Bruce? Yeah, I have. So he he was uh, super instrumental in the Appalachian Trail in the early years. I, I know he played a part in the Trail Days event, which is massive to this day. Uh, Wingfoot also wrote the Through Hikers Handbook, and. Um, you know, he was very well known in the 80s and the 90s, but, uh, he, you know, he's moved on from the AT. He, he's, he's focused on religion right now. He, you know, very politely sent me a note that said, you know, thank you for the uh, request, but, you know, I just don't want to do an interview. So there's some people that just don't, they don't want to do it. So what about, uh, what was your most interesting podcast? Uh, that's a tough one. I mentioned the uh, Grandma Gatewood uh interview which was episode 31 we just heard that um but you know in terms of interesting i think my most favorite to research was bart smith he uh it's episode 59 the man who hiked it all bart was the uh, first to hike every and thermrider think about this for a second the first guy to hike every single national scenic and historic trail in the united states which is an amazing feat but that's 35 thousand miles 30 30 different trails and he was so humble about it um i reached out to him after i read an article in backpacker magazine that came out in 2018 but um 35,000 miles the time the resources the ability like physically and mentally i mean you start to think about that and calculate it it's just amazing do you want to hear a clip because i actually pulled some clips on some of this absolutely okay wait hold on here, wait. I got one for you. Here it comes. What, what, in your opinion, is the trail that is the most understated, the most underappreciated? If you, if you put it in that context, um, and to me, the, the Pacific Northwest Trail, it's, it's kind of the new exciting trail, so to speak, uh, although it's very unique in that you're going east-west or west-east. And so you're going up the mountain range, down the mountain range, and there's a lot of mountain ranges. I mean... Uh, you know, ones that you don't necessarily always hear about, like the Selkirks. And um, and then you go through uh, Skagit Valley, which is beautiful. I mean, that, that's just, I'm from Washington State, so I'm kind of biased towards that kind of stuff. And then you cross the uh, the Puget Sound, which is kind of a unique thing. You take a ferry, and then you get to um, the Olympic National Park. And that's one of, one of my favorite national parks. And it ends um, in one of my favorite areas, which is uh, Second Beach. Yeah, it ends at a certain point on the ocean, but it's just beautiful. I mean, and uh, so uh, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, hiking there. So, Thermrider, you talked about the uh, Pacific Northwest Trail earlier. That was a great call because I didn't realize you were uh, so knowledgeable about it. I guess it must have been because of the N2 Backpacking Podcast. It was. So <laughs> I actually listened to that entire uh, podcast. And, uh-huh. and 
found it thoroughly entertaining. So, guys, check that out. Check that episode out. But Bart Smith is legit. I mean, there's another guy named Nimblewell Nomad, um, Therm Rider. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's actually on the AT this year. He has hiked um, all the National Historic and, I believe, or at least pretty close to it, um, scenic trails. So he's right there with Bart Smith, and they're friends. They know each other. He's actually doing the AT again, and he's in his 80s. I think if he finishes, he's going to be the oldest guy to um, hike the Appalachian Trail. You said that you said I'm sure he will. You said they know each other. Uh, Have they ever hiked together? They have, and that's why they know each other. Because I think somewhere in there they had met and done some hiking. And um, uh, great episode with Bart Smith. You know, I actually did two interviews with him. He talked about the uh, Arizona Trail quite a bit too. But uh, just to put it out there, great. So, uh, what was the uh, most fun podcast to record? <laughs> That's funny. Um, you know, I would say, you know, the most fun to record, Therm Rider, was probably episode 32 of the um, the Rookie Mistake series. All right. Yeah. I was I was part of that one. Yeah, you've been a participant, I think, in all. Um, I, you know, here's what's unfortunate, though. I think it was the funniest that I've ever recorded, but at the same time, the recording that I got did not capture the the the, the funniest, right? Like uh, you talk about rookie mistake, I hit pause instead of record, and we talked for thirty or forty five minutes, and I realized that it was on pause and not record. At least, and we were having a good time. Oh so my god, you, man. you guys missed out on a lot of uh, entertaining um, dialogue. <laughs> I mean, and, and if you listen to the the existing cut that you can get on the podcast it's it's okay it's decent i mean it's all right it's not great but the original cut was unbelievable it was amazing i mean i think we were all like in tears laughing right we were so it was we we all kind of uh tickled each other's funny bone and we started talking about a lot of things that we normally would not put down on tape and uh (laughs) Kind of, it's kind of a blessing they didn't record. Actually, <laughs> actually, you know, I, I disagree though. I think it was pretty clean. I mean, I think it was just really super funny. There was a lot of good humor there. It's unfortunate that it didn't get cut, but um, well, I th- think I think we had a lot of information that we talked about, and then when we went back to re-record it, we didn't want to like you know uh, repeat ourselves, and you know that's just kind of how it goes when when you're doing something fluid. It's hard to recreate it when it's fluid, so. You know, Thermrider, that might be the biggest rookie mistake of all. <laughs> Not hitting the record button and hitting pause by mistake. So, <laughs> The rookie podcast mistake. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, we move on. We move on. So what was the uh, only time you tried to record a podcast and then loved it? Was that it? Or and That was definitely one of the big ones. But, you know, honestly, I have done this one other time, only twice. And uh, it's always when we're sitting around a campfire, it's dark, I can't see. And uh, I've got my little H2 backcountry recording device. Um, When you're not in the studio, man, it's a game changer, right? Like, uh, you don't have a backup. There is no backup plan. There is no multiple mics. Um, So if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in the backcountry, I guess, is is the message. Trail magic, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Or trail no magic, basically. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what about your fans? Uh, what's their favorites? Uh, you know, what's the most popular? Do, do you track? Do you track it? Or well, I mean, you know, the uh, the podcast feeds they give you some information. Um, 
yeah, I do get a lot of information about what's being downloaded. So um, the most popular download in the series is actually episode 20 uh, about the Pacific Crest Trail. Uh, I interviewed a guy named 30-Pack a few times. Thermrider, do you know why he was called 30-Pack? I'd imagine he was so ripped <laughs> that they called him 30-Pack because it was more ripped than a six-pack. I, I like that. I'm sure he would like that, too. No, actually, he uh, uh, they were all hungry. I took him into town, and I had run into him um, near Wild uh, Wildcat Mountain, if you know where that oh, is. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And uh, they wanted food, so I took them into town, and um, I'm, of course, sympathetic to thru-hikers. And they bought a 30-pack, and they carried it out. <laughs> nice. And I was like, man, do you have a trail name? And he's like, no, I don't. And I'm like, you're carrying a 30-pack? That's that's a trail name right there. <laughs> a 30-pack. That sounds like a silver bullet 30-pack, if, yeah. if I may not be mistaken. I don't know what that weighed, but he <laughs> he hauled it, and they finished it. But... Um, so anyway, he uh, he had gone and done the Pacific Crest Trail uh, just after he did the Appalachian Trail, and uh, he's got a big passion for the wilderness, pa- actually a passion for life. It's it's super infectious if you hear some of the interviews with him, but um, uh, obviously there's a ton of interest in the Pacific Crest Trail, which makes the podcast a popular one, uh, and it is the most downloaded podcast in the series although it was recorded in 2014 so seven years ago but it to this day is the most downloaded podcast so what you're saying is you're losing your magic (laughs) (laughs) maybe i am man there's a lot of new entrants in the market so that's entirely possible i'm just i'm just giving you a hard time Uh, you might be right i don't know let the listeners decide yeah Therm Rider, do you want to hear like a, just a quick clip of a 30-pack, by the way? Absolutely. Because I, I pulled a few of these in advance of some of my favorite shows. Uh, let's pull this up right now. Let me see if I can find it. Here it is. You ready? I'm ready. Is there any, any last, final, all-encompassing, get-people-fired-up thoughts here? I don't know, Bird Shooter, man. That, that's probably the toughest one. You know, I never know what to say. To... I mean, if I if I want to fire someone up, I just say it's something that you will never regret in your life. It will be the best decision of your life. Will be that moment when you say, "I'm going to through hike a long distance trail," and you go out and do it. I mean, it's there's nothing that doesn't bleed happiness more than when you cut into that. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. So if you want to smile and you want to be happy and you want to see things that you've never seen before, and you like adventure, and you like love and smiles and hugs and magical experiences, then you should hike the Pacific Crest Trail or some long-distance trail. Wow. What do you think, man? Uh, it's infectious. Well, I agree. Right, I said that earlier, man. So, Thermorider, I'm curious to ask you, do you have a favorite into backpacking podcast i think we actually already covered it um without a doubt uh family feud is my favorite <laughs> i knew it, you're gonna say it, that. It, it's not informational you know it's not uh inspirational but it's a good time listen i mean it's it's just funny and uh yeah i just i thought it thoroughly entertaining so that that's my favorite <laughs> you know it, it is a bonus show and I actually pulled a clip from it because, you know, I thought you might want to hear a playback. Would you like to hear a playback and, on this? And by the way, this is not a plug for your bonus show. No, I, not, I, I legitimately like that one the best be, just because, it, to me, it was so humorous. 
I totally agree, man. Do you want to hear a little playback? It's like a it's a thirty to forty five <laughs> second. You ready? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Question back to you, Thermite. Yes. Think hard and deep. Okay. Because Beer Run is getting ready to steal here. Okay. Okay. Top 10 ways to die in the backcountry. I didn't have, I didn't pay the right person to get married. Is that on there? Politically incorrect. <laughs> you, you, made, you made beer run laugh. I think I, I think I saw beer run get no, no beer come out of his nose. <laughs> it's a faucet. Thumb rider. Yes. Top ten ways to die in the back. I have one strike. Or two strikes. You've got two. Seven. Two strikes. Seven, actually. You're, you're on the verge of... It's striking. I would say running out of food. Are you saying starvation? Oh. Starvation. Oh. <laughs> Not even in the top seven. I don't know if it's on there. Oh, my gosh. No, not on the list. Not in the top ten. So, do you have Do you have a comment to that? You just struck out uh, on three things that made a lot of sense. I've got more than one comment on that. that <laughs> uh, so, uh, do you have a comment now, there, Thurm Rider? <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> I think that episode speaks for itself. No, I, I was predicting. It is a bonus show, so, you know, just saying. Barring that show, knowing how controversial it, it potentially was, <laughs> uh, what's the sh- uh, podcast that you got the most comments or feedback from your listeners? Uh, so, I mean, I think hands down, it's not even a contest. And um, I don't think you were on this episode Writer. I can't remember where we were. We might have been at uh, Lake Lanier. I don't know why you couldn't come that time. But um, episode 35, most influential backpackers of all time. I got a lot of comments on the podcast. I think it's because hikers, I think they have very different opinions on what's considered influential, uh, you know, especially in terms of hiking or backpacking. Um, and I, I, people's opinions, they really just... They, they differ, you know. Points of view differ. If you're a hiker, day hiker, you feel one way. If you're uh, somebody that goes out for weekend trips, you may feel a different. If you're a long-distance hiker, you got different thoughts too, man. So, um, And then if you're in the United States, very different than if you're an international, you know, backpacker, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's different ways you approach it. So that was the one that got a lot of... A lot of comments. I had more comments on that than anything else, by far. That's really interesting. I mean, it almost, it seems like um, it, it kind of goes in with your listener's frame of mind. Like, do you want to be entertained? Are you looking for information? Um, you know, and re- really, what are you trying to get out of the podcast? I totally agree, man. That's well stated. So, I yeah. actually pulled a clip if you want to hear it. <laughs> do you want to hear a clip? Sure. All absolutely. Right. Here you go. This is... Uh, 
This is most influential backpackers of all time. Yeah, so here, here. Well, actually, Mister uh, Mister Beer Run, uh, you have a you have a example of most influential to the general backpacking community. I gotta go with Smokey the Bear. <laughs> Smokey the Bear. I and, like that. Uh, Why those is that? campaigns of uh, <laughs> you like you that know, one? Fighting the forest fires, but it got you thinking about getting out in the woods, and I don't know. It's just what I remember. Starting a fire. Actually, on the list, and these were some answers in the forums. Um, Woodrow Wilson. Anyone? Anyone want to take a stab at, as to why? And that's on the uh, on the track of Smokey the Bear there. Uh, the Park Service. That's right, National Park Service. He was the one that actually signed the uh, Park Service bill that put it into effect. And where would we be without the uh, Park Service? There you go. What do you think? Uh, very instructional information. <laughs> I mean, hands down. Episode 35 was certainly where I got the most comments, but um, you can listen to it. You can hear it for yourself. Uh, we only talked about Smokey the Bear. There's a couple others that were mentioned a lot. Colin Fletcher, you familiar? Not familiar. He had the Complete Walker book. Ray Jardine? Nope. He not, ch- did not read that. He changed through hiking because he uh, went with the ultralight whole method. Uh, Robert Baden-Powell was the guy that you know, put scouts together in England. Uh, the Scoutmaster was mentioned a lot. Ev Garvey, John Muir, Earl Schaefer, and most importantly, this is probably mentioned more than anybody else, and it's not really a specific person. A family member, dad, brother, ex-wife, were most influential to most people in getting you in the backcountry. Interesting. Yeah, that was the number one answer, actually. And I did a bunch of surveys on various websites and but anyway it's funny that you say that because i don't have anyone in my family that hikes other than me yeah i mean people come to backpacking and hiking for different reasons so that doesn't shock me there you go so uh where where do you get the most downloads like uh you know the u.s across the world uh what you know and what uh what kind of reach do you have uh you know that has varied over time right over 10 years but you know the u.s has always been number one canada has always been number two you know any country that's an english-speaking country is going to be in the top five australia new zealand um but the one that has shocked me and they're now number three so u.s canada always one and two the number three country will blow your mind and it's an asian country an asian company yes country um hmm and I've mentioned this on podcast before, but um, you probably don't know who it is. I have no idea. You don't want to just take I, a wild guess, and I'll tell you. Uh, Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I've never been to uh, you know in any Asian country, so I yeah. have no idea what that would be. Yeah, whoever the Japanese listeners are, I mean, thank you for uh, tuning into the show. But consistently, Japan for the last two three years has been number three. Ahead of Australia, ahead of uh, New Zealand. Wow. Which, yeah. Do th- I mean, are there mountains to hike in Japan? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, you got some awesome mountains. And you got some great skiing there, which maybe we should check out sometime. I know. Because I know you like sushi. You want to tell I, your sushi I, I, story? I love sushi. <laughs> I know zero about geography. Other than there's pandas somewhere over in that, you know, they, they came from Asia somewhere. That might be China. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, there you go. There, There's my limitation of knowledge. 
<laughs> well, didn't you have a bad sushi story there somewhere? Uh, it was in Las Vegas. Let's not go there. <laughs> Six month recovery. That's about all I'm going to say about that. All right, we'll yeah. we'll, we'll leave that one alone. Oh, oh by the way, the food board uh, illness that they that little. Uh, caveat at the bottom of every menu that you read when you're eating sushi. It's legit. It's legit. <laughs> I experienced it. Yeah. Food board illness, not 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 good. No, that is not a good way, thing to experience. Yeah, they so. had to give you some kind of serious drugs for that, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's funny. Um, <laughs> the drugs that they gave me are the exact same drugs that you give to a dog for heartworm. <laughs> so it's basically you get a heartworm medication times times 100 because you're human and it basically destroys all that bacteria in your stomach that that does not sound like a good time um no so yeah if you, if you like to take uh tagamet or i you know what is the other um, um anti-inflammatory medicine for your stomach like pepto if you want to just drink that after every meal for six months, that's basically what what it takes to get over it. <laughs> do you eat sushi today, by the way? I do. <laughs> I didn't learn my lesson, and I eat raw oysters, so there you go. Oh. I just don't buy sushi in an area that's desert. Okay, that's that, probably that's a good idea. I mean, I'm thinking Las Vegas. Yeah, that, <laughs> you know, they have a five star sushi. Yeah, but it's still the desert, <laughs> so. Probably not the best place to get sushi. Yeah, maybe so. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. So anyway, moving on. Uh, how has the uh, recording technology changed? Uh, you know, Thermrider, it has changed significantly. Mics and mixers have uh, definitely improved, but the software to record and edit the podcast, um, I think, has honestly been the biggest change. You can uh, edit shows much easier. And, um, you know, I think there's just a lot more options to distribute the podcast now. But I imagine that you can actually compress it, too, right? I mean, that's probably a big issue is, like, just the amount of space it takes up on your hard drive, right? Yeah, you actually don't even have to. I mean, you know, it's kind of all done for you. Wow. Technology, baby. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Keeps moving. So uh, how do you mean to uh, distribute the podcast? Is that just... Something that you have to work on, hoping that it gets picked up, or how does that work? I, have, I know nothing about, <laughs> yeah, about yeah, the distribution yeah. of it. So That's a great question. I mean, 10 years ago, iTunes was pretty much the main distribution source, um, you know, unless somebody came directly to your website, which, you know, still happens. But uh, in the last few years, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, I mean... You know, you're a big iHeartRadio guy. I, I mean, am. You actually got me kind of fired up about iHeartRadio. Well, actually, I remember that because I um, pulled in. I was look, searching for your podcast, and I pulled it in, and it actually brought up the image that you and your logo off, off of your website, and it blew up on my like 70 inch flat screen TV. So I took a pic. <laughs> so I took That's a picture. Awesome. So I took a picture of it and texted to you. I said, "Hey, look, listen, we'll go look at what I'm listening to." And uh, you're like, yeah, well, thumbs up. So uh, yeah, thank you for that. By the way, that was that was fun to see that photo. So, but yeah, um, but yeah, there's you know there's a lot of uh, distribution networks that have picked up shows in more recent times. So yeah, listeners they have a lot more options they didn't have in the early years, basically. So that's that's the biggest change. That's what I would say. Well, um, do you do you have any favorite comments that you got 
from your uh, podca- podcasting sites? I think at the end of the day, I don't know if I would say that there's a favorite comment, but I enjoy all of them. And, uh, you know, I, I, I appreciate everyone that uh, takes time to leave a note. They're not us, not necessarily always positive, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's always nice to at least understand, like, you know, how the shows are received. So I would say that. Well, do you think podcasts are uh, here to stay or a fad? Man, that's a good question, too. Um, I mean, my kids and their friends watch a ton of YouTube videos, and they watch TikTok. That's their thing. And they do Snapchat. I don't know. I mean, do podcasts make it through this next generation? I'm not sure. I mean, what about your kids? They're young, too. Well, we're screening their... uh device time what and exposure right now they're yeah. at, they're at the, they're at that age where we're uh, limiting their access so uh they're not there yet i mean what what are their go-to kind of apps and what i mean you're, they're not there yet is what you're saying right they're not on any apps yet I so you. I, I don't allow them on social media at all at this point so yeah i mean if i had to say i would say the trend with the younger people it's not about podcasting. It's about video, right? So, um, yeah, the TikTok and all that. Right? I mean, is podcasting short lived? You know, it will be very interesting to see over time. I mean, I think if you're certainly 20, definitely 30 plus, you may listen to podcasts, but I don't know if the younger people are listening to them right now. Right. Well, I mean, that's, that's a good question. So, in 10 years from now, do you think that? There'll be an into backpacking podcast. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's a great question. I, when I started out, I really, I really didn't even think about if I'd be doing this ten years from now. I just, uh, I just did it because I enjoyed it, and uh, I wanted to capture the moments with my buddies in the backcountry. And you know, when I'm an old man, and I say this to this day, uh, I will certainly listen to some of those campfire chats that we've had and i will i will sit in my old chair and feel like i'm right there and i will love every minute of it and i'll probably call you up and we'll talk and um yeah that's that's a gift in itself that's why i do it and then i also am super interested in the people that i talk to that are uh doing you know these amazing things like uh bart smith that has basically hiked it all. That's incredibly interesting to me. So, um, I don't know. W- w- will it keep going? As long as I keep enjoying it? Yeah, sure. Well, it's, it's a great way to uh, inspire others. And uh, it's a great uh, form of information. And uh, just for me, it's just a great form of entertainment. So, <laughs> I appreciate it. And I appreciate the fact that... Um, you know, I get to relive a lot of the experiences that we've had on the trail. So it's it's a great way to relive certain experiences and then go back and check things out and see if they still look the same today as they did, you know, last time uh, you hit the trail. So, you know, it changes. Yeah, that's the biggest gift of all, without a doubt. So, Thermorider, I'm going to turn it back to you for a second because you've asked me a bunch of questions. But uh, maybe to close this, close this out... Um, it's the 10th anniversary show, man. 10th anniversary. I know. How was your life different 10 years ago? Uh, well, I was a, uh, in a lot better shape. <laughs> so, uh, uh, no, 10 years ago, you know, I was a lot younger. 
Um, I think that uh, when you're younger and uh, you're hitting the trail. Uh, were, were you 10 years younger? I was 10 <laughs> years younger. A decade. Um, so, uh, you know, life experiences, I mean, you, I, I enjoy the exact same things. It's just um, it gets a little bit harder every year. So, yeah, it does. Um, and that, and that's what I'm finding. So, I really, it's it's um, looking back. It's like, wow, you know, I love the things that I did ten years ago, a decade ago, and I think about how much harder it would be to tackle that today. All right, let's face it. As you get older, it gets a little bit harder every year, and you do it because you love it. You do it because you enjoy it. You do it because. Like the track you uh, we listened to earlier it makes you smile, makes you laugh, and you do because it just for the thrill of it and the adventure of it, and um, you know that's why I keep doing it. So, Thermrider, I'm curious uh, about your wish list for the next ten years. I mean, you you've certainly probably got a wish list in there somewhere. Uh, you know what's on it? Well, uh, I'll be turning fifty in in a couple years, so uh, I'm looking at. Uh, traveling to do some hiking but i've never done uh any uh hiking on the on the west coast and that's something that i really want to do so i think uh in a couple of years when i turn 50 that's going to be my birthday present to myself i'm going to take some time any any predictions on how our hiking and backpacking life will be different in 10 years Look, looking forward well i mean you know if you look at the ultra light maybe we can go backpacking and there's like your entire backpacking kit is in the size of, uh, you know, an iPad carrying case, you know, <laughs> or I just press a button and it's yeah. like George Jetson beep, boop, bop. And like, I have my whole tent set up. No, I mean, wow. um, that would be awesome, but no, I, I don't see that happening. Um, maybe we could have an air pack and like when you have to climb, you can just air pack to the top of the, uh, you know, jet pack. Oh, there you go. That'd be great. Yeah. Or something that runs like on magnets and it's like elevated and it just follows you behind, you know, on a, on a, on a magnet. So you're not actually carrying it. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, maybe. So, kinda, well, but you know, that takes the work out of it. You know, it's part of it's the grind, man. I mean, you got to earn it. Any predictions, though, for 10 years from now? Like, if you could look back 10 years and predict what we have today, what would you predict 10 years forward? Well, I would say that with, I mean, with the demographics and the population growing in the United States, I think there's going to be more hikers, and I think there's it's access is going to be more difficult because we haven't run into this in Georgia. We're blessed in that you don't have to, um, you know, get a permit to hike. So I would think that probably in 10 years from now, it's going to be more difficult to get access to the trails you want to hit because they're going to have to limit the amount of people on the trails. Yeah, I mean, that's a great prediction, actually. And I think, uh, you know, on the same note, um, a lot of the campsites we go to now that you can just go and have a campfire and camp, they're going to be restricted, right? You're going to have to have a reservation or... There's going to be no campfires allowed. I think that's that's actually in this area is well stated because Atlanta keeps growing, right? Yeah. So does Charlotte. So does Greenville, Spartanburg, all the places around us, um, even Asheville. I think you're dead on. A lot of the southeast that has been pretty open 
on camping, I think it's going to come down in the next 10 years. And, I, and I'm not against it. Honestly, uh, you got to protect it. And I think that it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not there yet, but I think on the East Coast, um, we haven't run into it yet. But it's eventually it's going to be more like uh, uh, Colorado. You yeah, know, where, yeah. Where, where everything you do, you know, you kind of have to have a permit so that they can uh, make sure that they can um, keep the trail uh, intact without it getting torn up, you know. Uh, that's a great prediction, man. I think you're dead on on that one. Any others? Just about gear. I mean, you got to figure gear is going to keep getting lighter, right? It just keeps getting lighter every year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe there's going to be some super plastic or something that uh, or you know that comes out that is ultra light that uh is a game changer. I don't know. I don't um it'll be interesting to see mm. how, how that faces out. Well, uh Thermrider, god, man. All the times we've done podcasts. Thank you for being here for the uh the 10th anniversary recap. Look back. I appreciate it, man. Oh. Again, thanks for for the invite, and uh, hopefully we can do it again in 10 years. We've got 52 hikes together. You think in another 10 years we've got 104, or you think we got 150? Ooh. Uh, I would say 125. Let, let's, look back, let's look it up in 10 years, and I'm, I'm saying 125. You say 150, and we'll, we'll see who was uh, more accurate. You know, man, if we if we go another ten years on this show, you're back, and we're going to talk about it again, and we're going to compare notes on that one. So I like it. All right. Well, you know, I'll probably need to have my nurse with me to, uh, <laughs> you know, speak. You know, help, help me help me out. You know, <laughs> that's funny. Awesome. <laughs> give me give me my meds. Yeah. You know, so I can keep answering all these questions. <laughs> all right, man. Well, thank you for coming to the studio tonight. Um, and uh, entertaining me on the review of uh, the the N2 Backpacking Podcast Series. All right. Well, always a pleasure. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'll be invited back. Hope I, I wasn't too uh, offensive on this show. <laughs> no, I think you're good, man. I think you're good. Not, hey, not like the bonus shows. <laughs> oh, the bonus shows. Well, they're bonus shows for a reason. That's right. That's right. No, but seriously, uh, Thermrider, really appreciate you coming in. And um, let's do it again. Absolutely. Can't wait. You've been listening to the N2 Backpacking Podcast. This is your host, Bird Shooter, wishing you the best for your travels on the trail. To subscribe to the show, visit iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or your favorite podcast app. And give us a thumbs up or a positive comment while you're there. You can also stream shows directly from n2backpacking.com. Just click the podcast tab on the main menu. Music from the show was provided by Jarrus under a Creative Commons license and is titled Hillbilly Anarchy. The show is a production of N2 Backpacking and is copyrighted by N2 Ventures, Inc. For more information on this podcast or to provide feedback or comments on this or future shows please visit us at n2backpacking.com. That's the letter N, the number two, backpacking.com.